Well, welcome to the Next Steps podcast, where we take a look at what we're talking about on Sunday and ask what it means for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the following Sunday, as we try and put into practice what we've been talking about in the messages on Sunday. Before we go too much further, uh, we want to acknowledge and pay our respects to the first Tasmanian peoples as traditional owners and custodians of the land we walk on. We also pay respects to elders past, present and emerging and for their care of country, land and seas over the past thousands of generations. Nice moment. This is Jan's first time uh, on the podcast. Uh, and of course, and I are regular faces, but the, between us on the screen, you'll see Jan Norton, who is also the person that really holds the church together. She's our administrator mm-hmm. and uh, Plays a pretty significant role in uh, lots of our lives. So, Jan, thanks. For, welcome to the podcast. Good to be here. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, and Anne, do you mind as we as we launch into this? So I love that we wrestle with how do we put this stuff into practice. Do you mind just reading the the Bible passage we were talking about on Sunday? Yeah, it's from Matthew twenty three, and it's verses one to twelve. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders. And they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries wide and the tassels on their garments long. They love the place of honour at banquets and the most important seats at the synagogue. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and to be called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi by others. For you have one teacher and you are one, and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, we should just point out that, uh, Jan, you engaged with this service at home because uh, Sunday morning you discovered you weren't allowed to leave the house for the next week uh, with COVID. Uh, and, and were you over at Lena Valley? Yes, I was. Yeah. Um, I guess in a minute we'll dive into the specifics, but I get overall... Uh, it's always interesting for me as I put it together and try and work out what's what sort of stands out. I guess what for, for you both, what were some of the things that stood out or you took away from the message uh, before we get into the detail of it? Okay. Well, well, I'll go first, I think. Um, it was just that sense of authenticity again that you've been, you know, encouraging us with for so long now. It's just to be real people, to... Uh, live what we talk, walk the talk, so to speak. And, um, yeah, I think that was the main thing that I retained. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think um, for me, yeah, it's along the same lines as Jan, practice what you preach, if you like. And I know we're not all preachers, but the thing is we all say things, we all do things and... What's important is that what we say lines up what we do um, and because that's when people can take us seriously. Otherwise, you know, we, we can say all the nice things we like but it doesn't mean anything if we're not actually putting it into practice. Absolutely. And, and that's really where we, we'll get to in the very, very soon because we, we ask people, I, I, well, let's maybe even go there now. I... I have not come across another English word like fair dinkum. Um, and, and I think that's the, be, the best. The real the, McCoy? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did he die? Yeah, did he die? Yeah, he died. Yeah, he died. But but I, I love that there is something, particularly uh, in us. I think Australians particularly are sensitive to fair dinkumness or practicing what you preach. Or, well, we're very quick to knock people down, aren't we? So, yeah, I think we come with that judgmental sort of approach. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember hearing somewhere it was in relation to some research that was done and how um, different nationalities have different sensitivities to things and I, I can't remember all the detail but I do know that for Australia they have a very high sensitivity to the BS factor which I could <laughs> say out loud but um, I'll just leave it at BS. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I do. I think there's a, there is a real sensitivity in amongst Australians to, to people. I think that's why... <laughs> Talking to my Salvos friends, when I was in Canada uh, and in England, the Sal—it's fact that Salvos started in England. They don't have the here in Australia. The Salvos have a place in the culture that they don't have in those other countries, because I think Australians respond to that kind of that practical kind of faith. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I, I do think that was really, in a lot of ways, that was the the heart of the message. Um, I mean, we started by doing a bit of an overview and, and talking about the, the preceding chapters and what we'd been talking about in the uh, preceding teaching of Jesus. But yeah, that, that first and and I and, and it, this, it's clear the way Matthew's put it together that the, the um, there's this battle brewing and Jesus is intentionally picking picking a fight, um, but then. He uh, he actually now as we this is Jesus' last block of teaching in Matthew and and he and as you are reading it he says uh, he starts by saying something that's really it seems really weird the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat so you must be careful to do everything they tell you um, I, I don't know I. I, when I, it always sort of doesn't quite ring quite true, and that's why I held up those books by people mm. in the Christian church who, uh, who have fallen, and it's, it's really, it's just, I, I'm, I'm really quite sad about some of those things. Mm. I actually think um, what you said there made some really good points about, I mean, not that I've really used the word or the term cancel culture. But it made absolute sense to me that we kind of, you know, because these guys had um, fallen off the pedestal, it kind of, it, it automatically discredited everything that they'd said and done, where in fact a lot of what they'd said and done was legitimate and really solid and worth still taking notice of. But it was them as people who tripped up and, um, yeah. Yes, and I remember an occasion when um, somebody of that nature fell from grace, so to speak, and um, people immediately started questioning their own faith. Well, he baptised me and he this. And so all of a sudden it's like they felt they were cancelled out in their faith journey. So it is very significant and very painful. Mm. And so I see what Jesus in, in that is saying... They sit in Moses' seat. In, in that he's saying the, the seat in the, for the rabbis and stuff was the, the source of your authority. And, and he's saying that because they're teaching what Moses taught, that's where, that's where their authority comes. The, the authority comes from the word, not their character. In fact, he's about to disparage their character. But I, I think that's the... I, it's, it, it almost seems counter to what he's about to say about, you know, they don't practice what they preach, so, you know, mm. see it clearer. But, but it, 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 is, it does seem to be an antidote. Like, it does seem to be an antidote to this cancel culture thing where you realise, yeah, just because somebody might have a dark part of their life that, is, that comes out um, doesn't mean that their whole life uh, everything they've done in their whole life is evil, you know, or or needs to be dismissed. Mm -hmm. I, I, 
it feels like at the moment in in the culture, the culture isn't very good at nuance. It's not very good at saying people are good and evil, you know. It's all black and white rather than the shades of grey. But um, And you have to be, yeah, it, it can be tricky. But I, I guess the other thing is you made the, you made the comment then about putting their authority within the word. And, yeah. um, you know, and John said, the, the Apostle John, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and nothing is except by God and Jesus was there and, and is God and and the word kind of thing. So it gets very complicated, but this idea that, yeah, people can say and do things and really the measure of what of what they've said needs to be up against the word and yeah. where they're truly reflecting what was in the word. So there is a there is a requirement on us to not just be unthinking in what we take on board, but we do have to listen and we do have to think, well, does this measure up with, you know, what what God's saying in his word in the Bible? Um, and if it does, then maybe what they've said is actually worth listening to, even if yeah. I know that... Um, they've kind of got discredited because of things they've done. Because sometimes people can be discredited and have said things that aren't worth listening to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, and the some bottom line is we need to be... Yeah. <laughs> you go, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say we need to be discerning in all that we take in through our eyes and our, yeah. and our ears. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're the gates that, that shape us in a sense and we do need to be discerning, yeah. And the plumb line of the scriptures, of course, is there for us. Yeah. And, and I think that's what Jesus, a, a big thrust of what Jesus is saying this whole section. He's saying, mm -hmm. don't let human beings take the place of God. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Even very incredibly flawed human beings, if they're teaching God's word, it's still God's word. Uh, and, and on the flip side, I think what he's also saying uh, comes out. Uh, later, when he talks about don't let anybody be a teacher or a rabbi, or they call it, the, oh, you've only got one teacher, that even the best teachers aren't Jesus. Uh, and, and, it, and it gets dangerous when people put their pastors in God's place. You know, that's where. So I, I actually think it does kind of get full circle. But he goes on and, and, he, and he says, you know, you know, yeah, listen to what they say, do what they say, kind of. But don't do what they do because they don't practice what they preach, and that's what we were just talking about. Uh, and and I and, and we ask people to identify the people in their lives who who they would say practice what they preach. Uh, I'll I'll chuck up the on the um, on the screen for those who are listening. You won't be able to see this, obviously. But Anne, do you want to just read some of the 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 people who people in our church? We had about thirty responses. Um, yeah, and there's practice. there's yeah, and what, you're one of them, Matt, who practices what he preaches. People have, have really um, they respect you for what you say, but also they see that what you do um, reflects what you say. Um, and Jan Norton, who's also on today's podcast, you you're up there with them as well as is Peter Clark who has been an elder in our church and is um, a wonderful member of our community, just wonderful. Um, and there's a, another guy, Ted Nibbs, who's been part of the Christian community for a long time. And um, we've also got someone like Mother Teresa, who very much lived out what mm. she was saying in terms of the way she lived on the street with the people who she cared for. Um, not And, you know, them in um yeah but also you know people within the church family teachers um those teachers that we can look at and um say yeah they there's someone we can aspire to grandparents parents not always parents but fathers and parents they can, they can really make a difference when they're living out what they um what they're speaking yes yeah, so does that... Yeah, it's, it's, it's oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I don't know how you respond, Jan, to having your name there. My immediate response is you, you guys just don't know what's actually going on for me. <laughs> I, I, well, I, it's easy to look, yeah. Well, that's what led me. I, I, I guess seeing my name there was a, a, a surprise, but also quite humbling, of course. And then I found myself wondering that very question, Matt, because how well do you need to know a person before you can make that call? And, um, yeah, or is it based on, on even just a sense of um, yeah. faithfulness yeah. or reliability or, you know, some of those other Christian traits mm. that are, that, you know, that are all good rather than necessarily the nitty-gritty of uh, living out the, re the reality. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that the paradox is in, in Christianity, practising what you preach probably doesn't necessarily oh. mean having it all together. In fact... It, no. it's just, it may it may mean being able to acknowledge you don't as much as the fact that yeah. you. Or they see you trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be a, but it, but it's not. And I think it, there's something important about being able to recognise character, what the Bible calls character. People like the um, the, or, or virtue, which is what you know Aristotle got into and tried to name. And there is something. It, it, it does matter, and it's, it's nice to be able to celebrate the people in our lives who we who would say. Yeah, and I think yeah. I, I thought about someone like um, Martin Luther King, for instance. And I mean, yeah. he's somebody who actually put his life on the line for what he believed, living it out to that nth degree. And I mean, that's putting it up into another category, really. Oh, absolutely. So, so but I think, um, yeah, it's it's a little bit of what Jesus will and. Well, Paul sort of said it as, you know, by your fruits you will be known, by your love for one another you will be known. Mm -hmm. And so, um, oh, yeah, everyone gets things wrong. And, and honesty is part of, 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 of living an honest life yes. is is actually something that is meaningful. Showing your faults and the bruises. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also um, there's, there's an integrity there so they can see, yeah, actually, those are the values you hold, but you're also doing things that are consistent with those values mm. and um, and those beliefs. And so I can take you seriously. Um, you know, when, when you say you're going to pray for me, I know that's what you're going to do. Um, just came, I mean, there's plenty of other examples, mm. but there's, yeah, there's an, there's an integrity in what you do. And I think, again, um, like Aussies have this... High, under, high sensitivity to the BS factor. So they can kind of see through um, the shallowness of sometimes of what mm -hmm. people are doing. And, and clearly yeah. that's not what you're up to. You're, you're genuine and you're, you genuinely care about other people and, um, and there's a Christ-likeness that has begun, you know, it's a, a work that God has begun in you and they recognise that. Well, it, 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 like Jan said, it's, just, it's humbling to be seen that way. As most human beings, you, you quickly see, or we see our own weaknesses much more clearly than yes. uh, at least the ones we see. But, but I do, I think, I think there is this part of what we have to come to terms with in the Bible is Jesus is calling us uh, to exhibit the fruit of the spirit and it gradually that our characters gradually get transformed yeah, yeah. but this like eternity we're not going to be it's also the other there's also the other thought too that i mean many of us know what the bible says and and what living in christ means and you know we can reel it off at an intellectual level yeah but it's actually getting that reality and that truth to work yep. from the heart level, getting it down into your actual life. And I think often mm. there's a, a disconnect there for many people in that they know their faith and they live their faith to that head level, but do they let the truth of what Matt pushes every week, you know, actually come down to make changes in how they live? Mm. And uh, Anyway, that's just another side thought to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that, I mean, that's the... It's interesting because uh, Jesus goes on and uh, and he says something that really struck me 
he says, look, that yeah, they you listen to what they teach, but they don't live it. He said, but he says um, they tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Um, and that it really struck me in light of the discussion about abortion, uh, in the and some of the other issues like that, where um, we can have the right ideas, but life is messy and complicated, mm-hmm. and um, and just telling everybody what they should do doesn't produce life. Like it, like I think Jesus is kind of saying, yeah, they can, they've got the right ideas, but those ideas can break you if if you all you've got is ideas. Like, uh, or break other people. I, I yeah. really liked the way you followed through with that example about how there are some people who are pro-lifers but and they will, you know, have a lot to say about, you know, their anti, anti-abortion stance, but they're not always the people who are going to be there to mm. offer practical support to the single mum who has mm. chosen, you know, t- to mother her child. Mm. Um, and And so... Yeah, if you're going to be pro-life, how far are you going to take it kind of thing? I thought that was a really good point, actually. It was good because that's actually what that's the whole thing's about, isn't it, living the real life, living out your beliefs. Yeah, yeah. But there's a fine line. I mean, the Bible... Oh, go on, Yeah, no, go down, yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say the Bible basically gives us God's blueprint for issues like this, you know, and you could say it's a black and white thing, but... God also makes allowances, like, for instance, for divorce, it's like, you know, but for the sake of social tidy-up, Moses, you know, instituted a divorce system. So it's it's not black and white. There is compassion and a care and a... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you only have to think about that story where there was the woman... In um, that they say was taken to Jesus because she'd been caught in adultery, and in many ways, I, th- I suspect part of that situation was a set-up situation to make Jesus put Jesus in a very difficult situation. But um, you know, he could have been very black and white and said, "Well, you know, the Bible says you don't do these kind of things, so yeah, take her away, do what you like with her." But he doesn't, and we don't. As we don't know what he did in the said, you know, wrote in the sand. But what we do know is that one by one, those accusers all left, and in the end, it was just him. And he looked up and he says, "So there's no one left to accuse you." And and he says, and then she she said, "No." And then he says, "Well, then neither do I." There's a there was a sense in which he always saw the person. He wasn't there for point scoring. He wasn't there to. Um, to live by a rule book as opposed to anything else. He was always concerned with the person. I mean, he did follow along and say, you know, okay, well, there's some things you probably need to change, no sin, no more. Yeah. But um, he, he, he offered her second chance, chance, he offered her compassion, he offered her love. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what he's calling us to be and do. I was always I was struck as I was reading that and thinking about because yeah, Jesus isn't saying it's okay to ignore the law or to, but he's also I, I I couldn't think of a time in the in the stories of Jesus where broken people who'd broken the law weren't treated with mercy, like where, where like he always he doesn't put a cumbersome load on people. Mm. In fact, he said the opposite. Come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm. Yeah. He actually moves, he uses his finger to move the the load. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I jumped in over the top of you. No, no, I think that's right. Like, it it feels that feels important. Like, I don't, this side of eternity, we're never going to be perfect. Um, and and it's like he's what he's saying. The Pharisees, you stop telling people off for not being perfect, and and help them carry the loads. <laughs> it's this picture of practical grace 
And I, it's, it's one we've got to... It doesn't... It, it's this fine line you've got to walk because it doesn't mean that all of a sudden you say, okay, well, everything, everything's okay. It, you know, Jesus does say, go and sin no more to the woman caught in adultery, but, but he loves her and he feels loved by her. I, I love that. Um, the next thing, uh, the next thing they, that he does is he he actually takes the, the Pharisees on and says everything they do is done for people to see. It's all a show. Um, they want they want the best spots at the table. They want the best spots in the party. They want the um, and and I think as I was reading that I. I, I can I can go. Aren't they terrible? But I can also it's also important for me to acknowledge there are times where people's opinion matters too much to me too. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yes. We all would like to have the best seat at the table as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's rather nice. I know I've been to different functions at different times where there's been lots of different tables around, and it's interesting to see the way they're placed, like. Um, different breakfasts and that kind of thing. And and the people who are the really important people, <laughs> like the pollies and, and those who are going to be doing speeches and you name it, they're all sort of bunched together at a table that's as close to the stage or wherever it's going to be. So this, And then the people who are least important, you kind of see at the periphery <laughs> of where the tables are set up. And there is something rather good about being the ones closer to that table <laughs> than the others. And, um, yeah, so it, it happens in every day, doesn't it? And um, Jesus is saying that's not the be-all and the end-all. You know, you happen to be at the other end of the, the room. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we do hustle and bustle to yeah. be seen and, and heard. Yeah. And I know I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think sometimes it's a matter of living out your role too, isn't it? And, and yeah. you know, like, for, like for Matt, I can imagine there's an expectancy with Matt and he would be dealt with extra something, <laughs> extra honour, um, just because of who he is in, yeah. in his role. Yeah, um, but the position itself has a... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah and I, I think the idea that if... You, if you want it, if you want, there's, there's something. I think uh, as I'm coming to, and even preparing to think about teaching next week and the week after about the characters, I, I think it's one thing um, to um, to see how bad they were, but I think there's. A, I think partly in these stories, we're invited to see the Pharisees in ourselves a bit uh, and see. And what's the parts of us that care too much about um, our place or, uh, you know, and for our younger generation, those who care too much about Instagram likes or Facebook follows or um, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and seriously, people were, they, they've had to change how that stuff works because people were killing themselves. Mm. Um, it is, it is, you know, where we get our validation from. Uh, you know, I think what Jesus is saying is don't try and get your validation from from other things or other people or even from your role because that, that's where it gets serious. Yeah. Um, I'm going to sort of go out on a limb and I'm going to share something about myself. <laughs> um, so when I was first asked to uh, do the evenings plan reflections during COVID, um, one of the things I put myself doing was looking at the number of views and the number of likes. And, um, and I realised when there weren't that many views or there weren't any likes, that kind of, I think, oh, well, that didn't hit the spot, did it? Or, but there was also a sense in which I thought, oh, well, you know, Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. It, it was like, and then it was a reminder, well, God sort of gave me a reminder, well, why are you doing this, Anne? How many people do you need to have to know that you're doing what you believe I'm asking you to do? And if no one watches, 
and no one likes it. But you were led, you felt the spirit leading you to say what you said <laughs> in that moment, then that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. I don't need, you know, and if, if there are people I want to lead to watch it, then I will I will lead them yeah. to watch it. And and it was a hard lesson in humility to learn. <laughs> and um uh, but it was important. And mm. so, yeah, I can see how it really sucks people in, that you kind of start measuring the value of who you are and what you do by the response that other people give you. And at, at the time, I read something from Mother Teresa in the book, um, Something Beautiful for God, and it was a quote where she said that we, we often say, oh, Lord, use me as you like. Um, but we're hopeful that what that means is he's going to use us in this most dramatic, amazing, wonderful way. But he might yeah. actually choose to put us in the cupboard and close yeah. the door on the cupboard and just leave us there for a little while or, or whatever. And are we going to be content with that too, if yeah. that's what he wants to do <laughs> with yeah. us in that moment? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and again, who do we do things for? Yeah. Yeah. and then i could and i could remind you that there are people like me who never do a like or a response or a comment yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah. i don't communicate that way that's not my mode yeah. <laughs> and i really do it too so i have to remind myself of that <laughs> <laughs> but but it is it is important because i i as a pastor who, who gets up and talks at one level, I do need to know how people have heard it and whether, mm. like, I need to get a set. Uh, but when my identity is involved, like, you know, when my ego mm. is caught up in whether people liked it or not, or, mm. it's this line we've all got to walk. I think this is, mm. so I think Jesus is is guarding against, this This little section in, is, is is a warning against social media, I think, in the Bible mm. in some ways. Like, I think it's a... It's a bit of a or, a, or a guarding against watching, leading for the wrong things or looking for the wrong scene. It's, it's an important, it's a, it, I think it speaks to a, a modern concern pretty clearly. Um, yeah. He actually yeah. goes on and, and it's sort of encountered to that. He says, you're not, you are not to try and be the teacher. You're not to try and be the number one. You've got a teacher. I'm the teacher. You've got a father. God's your father. You don't. You don't need to put. You. You shouldn't be reaching to be elevated. Yeah. Um, and I, I. I think. I think that's. That's something. Like I. I it's, it is this tension in Christian leadership because, in in order to lead people, you need to influence them. Yeah. But, yeah. but it, there's there's a real danger in wanting influence for the wrong reasons. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I, I think this, I don't know, if, if uh, this question, what does it mean for us to be led by Jesus? I, I don't know, if, uh, Anne or Jan, for you, what does it mean for, for us as a church to be, for, for us to have one teacher, to have one rabbi, to, to, to not put a pastor on a pedestal or, I don't know. Well, it, for me, part of it comes back to what I said early on in this conversation, that... Um, you know, God gave us the word of God and Jesus said, I, I didn't come to get rid of what's already been written in the law and, and the prophets. I actually came to fulfill it. Mm. And, um, and this, is, this is important. These words that are part of my heritage and now our heritage, they're, they're important words. Um, and I think the... Part of the the part of being led by Jesus is to take seriously 
well, one, the, the words that are attributed directly to him, but also to what's, you know, in the scriptures that he, mm. he spoke to and that he said he fulfilled. And we can um, hear a lot of people speak about different aspects of what's in the Bible. We can hear a lot of people speak about lots of different aspects of um, what it means to be a Christian and theology and and things that aren't even in the Christian arena kind of thing, other bits and pieces. Um, but how do we judge? How, to, how do we judge that? We can kind of let ourselves be really influenced by those things over and above anything else. But it comes back down to, well, what's my yardstick? Because, um, you know, what um, Jan talked about the plumb line, like on the, where the brickies yeah. lay there, <laughs> put their, their yeah. bit of string to see they kept the brickwork straight. And, um, yeah, so what what is it that I'm I'm judging this against? Am I, just being, am I really sizing this up properly? And and so that thing about being led by the minister and Jesus can sometimes maybe it does sometimes put us into conflict with um, the person who's in charge. <laughs> I know that's risky territory, probably. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the other side of that is that that. Um, I mean, my prayer each Sunday in preparation is that we'll hear what the Spirit wants to say, regardless of what Matt says. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can speak out of the hole of the top of your head as much as you want. Yeah. The reality is we need to hear what the Spirit is saying in that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so it is discerning, like Anne said, against the Word and what God's saying. And for each person, it's different on any given week, simply because we're in a different place or we're struggling yeah. with a different issue or whatever. And so we hear different things. And, and, and yeah, it's for me, it's the Spirit's job to, you know, tell us what we need to hear on that particular occasion. Yeah. yeah. And, and it is always fascinating as someone who does the talking sometimes, um, how often uh, people will have heard completely different things and sometimes yes. things you're pretty sure you haven't said. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. But... But there's different things that stand out to people, and that's right. Yeah. So I, I love that that the call to leadership in the Christian community is really a call to servanthood, which is exactly what Jesus says next. Mm. Like it's a, it's not a call to a pedestal, um, and that's the yeah. the heart. I think as he, as he lands, as he finishes, he just says. The greatest among you will be your servant. For those mm. who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And he's contrasting that directly with the Pharisees, mm. who are actively mm. exalting themselves. Mm. Um, and, and so, really, it comes down to humility, doesn't it? I mean, that's the bottom does. line, and that and that's not something you can create. That's something that comes from a deep attitude or approach or whatever. It's not something you can put on or just say I'm going to work in, walk in humility today. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Wasn't there somebody in one of Dickens's, um, is it Charles Dickens was the writer, wasn't he? And he had Uriah Hum, um, some heap who was, I'm ever so humble kind of thing. It's yeah. that kind of, um, kind of thing. It's not that. <laughs> no. Well, well, it's interesting. It's interesting talking. I think hum, biblical humility is having an accurate view of yourself yes. uh, before God. Yes. Because yes. it's interesting talking to I've, now. There are two women in our church who are who had senior leadership positions. I've been talked to recently, both of them, and Anne, you'd, you would have been in this category too. Uh, who one of whom uh, I won't mention her name. Just she's probably been a bit embarrassed, but she's saying she she had to get to a point where she realised that she got treated differently as a woman in the in the workplace uh, and that often younger men with less skill were getting promoted um, mm -hmm. ahead of her. Uh, and she had to decide to put herself forward uh, and as a result of that got a quite a senior leadership role. Um, but 
I don't think what Jesus is saying here precludes that. I, I actually think that is a an act of humility to put yourself out there and say, yeah, I think this is right for me to do this, is not, uh, it's, it's not sitting in a corner and waiting for someone to see you because, because sadly we're all human beings and there's these things called unconscious biases that mm. often uh, middle-aged white men uh, don't, are just <laughs> unconscious. Yeah, yeah, just don't see. Uh, and so sometimes people who are not uh, middle-aged white men uh, have to work a bit harder uh, to have their voices heard, uh, and and that can look like it's not being humble, but I actually think it is probably. Yeah. Uh, was, yes. I don't know, yeah. I mean, well, I guess it's um, if you've got a fairly um, realistic appraisal of who you are, what your qualities are, what you can offer into that situation, um, and that. You know, yeah, that you could act in the case of a job like um, or whatever, that you act, you reckon that you've you've got what it takes, you know, and so why not push it? Not why not go for it and get out there and. Oh, it's reaching your potential too, isn't it? It's giving you. Sorry? It's opening the door to reaching your potential too. Yeah. Other people may yeah. not see it or think about it. Yes. Especially not just the middle aged, but even the older aged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. even be more blind to it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yes, I, yes, I think um, maybe part of humility is just having a good, an, an, an appreciation of who you really are without having to talk yourself down. And, that, and that's one of the things I do like about what Jesus said in um, that the big commandment love one another. Uh, no, 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 sorry. Um, love God and love your neighbour as you love yourself. So it's not don't love yourself less, don't love yourself more, love yourself the same way and the same amount as you love your neighbour. And and so that's about having um, a sense of who you are and valuing who yeah. you are and who God has made you to be because, after all, we've been made in God's image. <laughs> and how can we devalue what God has made in his image? And um, and I, I feel like in our church, look, we've, we've probably got people who are more inclined to put themselves forward, um, not, but we don't have a lot of them. We, we've got, I think we've got a lot of people who have to learn to express humility by speaking up, not speaking, stepping back. I think we've got more people like that who... Who actually have to humbly put themselves forward and speak up, rather than humbly. Like we've certainly got people who naturally speak up, and they're the ones who have to humbly shut up a bit more. Yeah, yeah. But, but and I would have but, to say I'm one of them. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would agree with you in that, but that's okay. No, but I don't. I, I, but, but I do think there's this balance that. Like the, the iron sharpens iron thing, um, yeah. I, it doesn't happen if everybody's stepping backwards. Yeah. And, and there is a, a humility Jesus calls us to about, which is, which is probably also, it's, it's being able to speak up without having your whole ego attached to what you're saying mm -hmm. so that you're not, it's mm -hmm. not a life and death conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and maybe that's part of it. It's, um, it's also that not judging others um, in the process of, mm. oh, well, you know. And, you know, there's lots of examples where Jesus talks about it. Like he says, oh, you know, the person where, where, that, where the priest got up in the, in the church, oh, look at me, you know, oh, God, you know, I'm so good. And then, and then there's the tax collector who can't even lift his head and, oh, yeah. you know, have mercy on me, I'm a sinner. And he, who went away forgiven, who went away blessed, and it was the person who actually in that moment had an, an appreciation of who they were before God. And, and we can celebrate the gifts that God has given us. We can celebrate um, the abilities and opportunities that he gives us. 
Um, and, and to not do that would be a little bit like, and we may, uh, in one of the sermons to come, we'll be looking at the 10 talents, the parable of the 10 talents, I think, yeah. where you've got Jesus, where God gives, oh no, the master gives, you know, 10 to one and five to another and one to another. And two, and, and two of them went out and just, oh, got this. I'm going to really work with this. I'm going to do something with this. And, and, and doubled what they'd done. And then they had one who said, oh, oh gosh. What am I going to do with this? Oh, I think I better hide it just, just because yeah. then, then it'll at least, you know, um, I can't lose it then. And and that is a false humility, if you like. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's un, yeah. un, unhealthy and unhelpful. Mm-hmm. And it, I actually think it, for our, I think in our church, that's the bigger risk than people putting themselves out there too much. Yeah. It, it, it would be for us to take some of this stuff seriously. Well, we're getting towards the end of our time. Like, uh, maybe if we... I, I wonder, um, and in a minute, I'll get you to pray for those who are watching and listening. Right, um, yep. That's, because we, but the, the, the central question that we try and wrestle with on this podcast is how do we... What would happen if we took this stuff seriously? Like, what, 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 are, we, what are we taking away from this? from a Sunday morning into a Monday morning. Um, uh, I guess for each of us, maybe before we pray for people, wonder, I wonder for us, what, what would we say is the stuff that we would want to take out of uh, what Jesus' teaching is here and what, we, and, and what we've been talking about? What's the, what's the takeaway, I guess? What's the, what's, the, what's the nugget or the thing that we'd want to hold on to from this teaching I think for me oh I'm one of those who are reticent to put myself forward <laughs> um, rather than the other way around so I, I yes. think for me even now this discussion is is really just to reassess whether that's a false humility or not. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a helpful question, isn't it? Yeah. I think um, I first um, really began to uh, think about this when I um, was looking at the Sermon on the Mount, Mount and I actually, um, for a service, I learned it off by heart to... Um, yes. To speak at the service, and it was an absolutely wonderful thing to do. It's just immerse myself in it. But one of the things that is part of that is this very strong call to be yourself, not to put on a performance, um, yeah. but to be real, to be true to who you are and who and and, and to God's way of doing things and I guess that was reiterated on Sunday about practice you know what you preach be real um, have integrity make your life um, make what you do in your life reflect the values of your life and because I do have um, a role roles that are more visible in the church like this podcast like a couple of other things. Um, it just—it's a reminder to me um, that yes, this is where I believe God has called me, but I need to be always aware of um, why am I doing this? <laughs> is this because um, I'm wanting to promote myself and put myself forward, or is it because I genuinely care about um, God's kingdom? and where he wants me to work to build his kingdom and to be able to reach out in love um, in the ways that God's given me opportunity to do so. And that's a question I have to ask myself regularly. Why am I doing this? Um, And do I really have to speak now or or can I be the one who listens? Um, and for some, it might be the other way around. <laughs> but, um, yep. yeah. 
it's it's about being honest with yourself really and with god absolutely i think for me that's the the, the big takeaway that how easy it is for me to get affirmation from the wrong things like to get and, and to seek affirmation from the wrong things or validation from the wrong things that that ultimately it's coming back to uh not being like the pharisees who care too much about what people think about them but care about what jesus thinks and let, and let him him be the source of your validation um, that's, that, that'd be the takeaway for me. I don't, I guess it for people who are watching or listening, we'd love to hear from you as to what, you know, what, what the takeaways for you. And I thought it may, may not hurt. I, I realise we, have, we haven't been doing this, but it, it seemed to be a, a good thing to finish by just praying for people who are listening and watching. Um, so I, that's why I gave Anne, you know, two minutes notice. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, would you mind praying, Anne? Yeah. Okay. Um, Lord, I want to thank you for each and every person who has switched on to this podcast and I thank you for your spirit that is able to um, connect with them in whatever way they most need to be connected with you. And, and Lord, as we've tossed this around, where there's challenges for those who are watching or listening, um, will you help them to work through what that means to and the nitty-gritty and the reality of how they live their lives. Mm. And whether they are bearing heavy loads, I thank you that you're the one who we can come to and we will find rest um, from those heavy loads. But also help us as your people to help others to, to take the heavy loads off them rather than putting on more. Yeah, and, yeah, may you bless and, and go with each person and um, as they continue their walk with you. Um, yeah. Amen. Well, for those who are watching or listening, thanks for being with us, Jan. Thanks for being with us on the podcast for the first time. And Yeah, lovely. You, you are about to get off for a bit of a holiday, so we won't see you for a while. And, uh, no. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, we'll catch up with people for the podcast next week, hopefully. <laughs>